0: Now, the government is set to decide on whether to proceed with the construction of the new National Maternity Hospital at St. Vincent's in Elm Park today. The Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, will seek approval to proceed to the tender for the hospital. Uh, As you know, it involves relocating the National Maternity Hospital from its current location in Hollis Street. The proposed move has been met with some controversy over the concerns about the influence of the religious order that owns St. Vincent's. Now, I'm joined by former Master of the National Maternity Hospital, and life governor of the hospital, Peter Boylan. Peter, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Are you surprised the minister's going ahead because we've been waiting a long time?
1: I am, yes. And, I mean, 10 years ago, the whole project made a lot of sense to have a truly independent, co-located hospital costing about 150 million. But now what has happened is the facts have changed to the extent that, in my opinion, it would be an act of utter folly for the government to commit more than a billion of taxpayers' public money to uh, pro to Pro- proceed with the project in its present form. Now, there's, there's, the facts have changed since since uh, the project Wh- was What first- are the, the facts that have changed? Well, the main fact that has changed is that there's been a 31% decrease in the number of deliveries in the National Maternity Hospital since uh, the project was first mooted, And the, the latest census explains how that has happened. If you look at where people are having their babies, they're living in the north and the west of the city. People are not having as many babies in the south and south county uh, Dublin and Peter, so on.
0: I've been singing from this hymn sheet from the very beginning, saying well, why yeah. would you be building a, a maternity hospital in Dublin 4 when all the babies are being born in Adamstown, Blanchardstown, uh, Balbriggan. Uh, and yeah, so you and have to fight ago, your way yeah. to Dublin yeah. 4
1: yeah. 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 and all that. Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, it certainly made a lot of sense because it was close on 10,000 10, births in, in Hollow Street. And that's what the hospital plans uh, are to build, all in single rooms, incidentally. And uh, But however, the numbers are now below 7,000 and falling. So, you know, that the business plan really needs to be reviewed in that respect. Now, the other really major problem, of course, is at St. Vincent's Holdings, uh, which owns St Vincent's Hospital, St Vincent's Private Hospital, and St Michael's will own the new National Maternity Hospital, which will be a company. It will not be the existing National Maternity Hospital under its current structure. It will change completely in its constitution, and St Vincent's Holdings is the vehicle, a privately owned vehicle, into which the religious sisters of charity obtained Vatican permission to transfer their shareholding into. So we're being asked to believe that the Vatican has approved the formation of a company which will own a hospital in which termination of pregnancy, sterilisation, IVF, etc. will take place. There's a a touch of Alice in Wonderland about this. We're being asked to believe several impossible things. The minister says that he has all the assurances that he needs, that every
0: therapeutic uh, procedure that is envisaged would be permitted in the new hospital.
1: Well, the minister, the same minister is not able to ensure that um, current services are provided in all 19 maternity units around the country. And that's three years after the uh, implementation of the reform of the repeal of the Eighth Amendment and the legislation that followed. So, and this is the same minister, and quite honestly, this is more of the same kind of stuff that we hear from in regularly BS in a word. And I just don't believe that at all. He can't, He couldn't even get hospitals to agree to allow visiting Uh, by partners during birth so and the current minister is not going to be the minister forever we could certainly get a conservative minister and that brings me on to the board structure and the corporate structure of the hospital if you look at it the board structure is three nmh three vincents and three ministerial appointees now -hmm. you get a conservative minister who appoints conservative members onto that board and then you've got the dynamics of board structures and we've seen the dysfunctional uh, on corporate governance in yeah. recent past, ongoing yeah. today in fact. <laughs> and then you've got the shareholding arrangement. So 99 shares of the new National Maternity Hospital will be held by St. Vincent's Holdings. One share will be held by the by the minister, whoever it happens to be, called the Golden Share and zero shares held by the National Maternity Hospital. Now, That's kind of significant. Yeah. So... You know, this so-called golden share uh, basically is allows a minister to determine what happens in the hospital.
0: So and it's it's something they're generally unwilling to give up their their own power. I mean, I see it in the oh, pla- yeah. the Planning Acts, for instance. You know, you have a county development plan which is developed by a county council. But the minister can ride roughshod over it, Do you know. Even yeah. though that's supposed to be the law of the land, the minister they don't like to give up power. So the golden share is about giving the minister of the day, whoever he or she may be, the
1: well, power. Well, it's supposed to be designed to protect against church influence, um, but yet um, the Vatican have approved this, and we haven't seen the correspondence between the Vatican uh, and the and Ireland, the the archbishops, and the papal nuncio. And when the permission was granted to the Sisters of Charity, it was on foot of a petition from the church in Ireland and the Religious Sisters of Charity. Nobody in Ireland has seen, apart from the relevant parties, has seen. The government haven't seen it. And the permission was granted uh, as long as the code of canon law is observed. So, you know, mm. and we, ha- we haven't seen that documentation. And for the government to commit uh, a billion of our money to a to a new hospital which is going to be owned by a Vatican approved company really just beggars belief. It's an act of, of Totally yeah. responsibility. Uh, um, I'm
0: thinking of, you know, when they uh, decided to go for the St. James site for the paediatric hospital, the idea was there's a Lewis service and, uh, yeah. you know, people arriving there can arrive at Houston Station by train and trek up the hill yeah. uh, to the hospital or they can get at any number of buses. Yes. Um, the idea that women um, are going to get the DART Out to um, uh, you know, heavy, heavily pregnant. They're going to get the dart out. To uh, well, Sandy Mount is the closest
1: station. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, Uh, so that that's not practical. So people will be driving through all Dublin city traffic from uh, places as you mentioned in the north and west of the city to get to the National Maternity Hospital. Yeah, it's all wrong.
1: Yeah, the word "national," which which is a phrase when I was master, a description that I often exploited to say, "Look, we are the National Maternity Hospital." There's historic reasons for that mm. because at the time of its foundation, "national" was equivalent with Catholic. Now, obviously, the, the hospital, as it, in its current form, has no Catholic influence whatsoever and performs all procedures. And uh, they have a phrase in the in the lease uh, of the new hospital, which is is permitted use. Now, permitted use refers to the use of the hospital for obstetrics, gynaecology and neonatal services. However, the definition in the lease also includes the phrase and any other public health care service or services. So any other public health care service or service, that means anything, orthopedics, cardiology, you name it. And... Under uh, a Clause 4 in the lease, under what's known as demise, which refers to the rent, it says under Clause C, no change in the permitted use without uh, the consent of the landlord. And who is the landlord? St. Vincent's Holdings. So they've got total control. And in September of 2017, Jimmy Manton, then chair of, of St Vincent's, said that the project will not proceed unless St Vincent's own and control the new hospital. And that is what the government mm. have caved into. Now, they're
0: probably saying we are depending on everyone acting in good faith. Um, well, good luck with that. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, when you're drawing up a contract, um, it is precisely that it's a legal agreement and the. The, the I's that are dotted and the T's that are crossed are the important bits because circumstances can, can change. People can fall out with each other over various yes. things. And in that
1: event, you fall back on the contract. Well, you also get um, groupthink at at board level and that, that we've seen that so many times in, in Irish uh, corporate governance and the hospital is no different. I mean, I remember sitting around the boardroom in, in Hollow Street and everybody nobody said anything. Nobody objected apart from myself Occasionally, you get a a fairly lame question, but there was no serious analysis. And this whole thing goes back to when um, Nicholas Cairns, then chairman, and Rona Mahoney, then the master of the hospital, said that they were happy for the hospital, the new hospital to be owned by the Religious Sisters of Charity. That's where all of this kind of controversy started. Mm -hmm. And the government have dug themselves in deeper and deeper because politicians find it very difficult to admit that they've got something wrong. And and we saw that
0: with the National paediatric hospital and heading for two billion and counting at the moment. Yeah. And big arguments yesterday revealed with BAM between the, the hospital yeah. uh, development board and BAM yeah. uh, in three months, the demands went up by 110 million in three months. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And you can see the same thing happening with the maternity house. But, but apart from, from the cost, you, you've you got the, the, the change in demographics, the, the what the recent census showed, the corporate structure, which is completely bonkers, the board structure, and um, the so-called golden share, depending on a okay. liberal minister. So, so Peter, uh, you, you know, and as I say, I've been uh, agreeing with
0: a lot of the arguments on demographics and location uh, over the period because it just mm. seemed to me to be absolute logic. You know, yeah. the babies are not being born in Sandymount to any great degree. Um, so, where do you put it, and how quickly could it be built? Because if you're going greenfield, it'll be quick.
1: Well, a solution would be to have a very specialised um, unit attached to the National Children's Hospital on the St. James's site. Well, there is a challenge, which, uh, which Leo Veradker told me uh,
0: when I interviewed him as Minister for Health that the planning for the uh, maternity hospital, which would move from the Coombe yeah. uh, to uh, St. James, would go mm-hmm. in at the same time as the plan for the children's hospital. Didn't happen. Yeah. And also he said it would open in whatever year, unless a meteorite or a comet hit Ireland. Know, yeah.
1: uh, well, he also said in the Doyle that the new maternity hospital would be state-owned on state land, So, and that hasn't happened. So, you know, you've got to regard all of these states. So, statements so with the, the alternative
0: to, ha- to have a specialist unit... At Saint you James, could, you could
1: build a specialist unit on the Saint James site, right, properly co-located with the with the new Children's Hospital and Saint James's, which has all of the specialties needed. And the three maternity hospitals and hospitals around the country could feed into that for women with extremely complicated yeah. pregnancies. And there's but no for doubt, the rest
0: for the huge numbers going to be born on the west and and uh, uh, north and south of the yeah, the suburban rings around uh, yeah. Dublin City.
1: Where well, would develop, they develop the the three maternity hospitals as they are. There's there, a huge amount of money has gone into Hollister. They've a new. It's the only maternity hospital in the country with an MRI scanner. It's had a new neonatal intensive care unit, new operating theatres, new labour wards, and reconfiguration of the entire hospital. The numbers are much lower now, and so uh, to describe it as no longer fit for purpose, I think, is is an exaggeration. Uh, that is not correct. So it There's could money continue serving time. its community. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. For for relatively uncomplicated and some complicated deliveries, undoubtedly. And then the, does the scale. Rotunda
0: move out to uh, Blanchistown? Is that...
1: Well, Blanchistown needs a huge amount of development for that to happen. And that's not going to happen within the next, within, certainly within my lifetime. And I dare say with it, a lot of other mm. people's <laughs> lifetimes too. So that's, that's on the long finger. And there is money going into the Rotunda Hospital correctly. And their numbers have gone up very significantly but a specialist unit would not have to have a huge number of beds maybe 20 or 30 and you could have feeding in the specialists from the three maternity hospitals and from St James's Hospital But you still have people trekking their way through the traffic of Dublin City with a
0: heavily pregnant mother trying to make her way to the Rotunda to Hollow Street to the Coombe uh, to yeah, the specialist unit in St. James, which you would understand if it's a specialist unit, it's for
1: hard cases, difficult cases. Yeah, probably all arriving by But hands. the
0: ordinary, you know, ordinary mother
1: is uh, going well, to Well, unfortunately, that, that, that happens all over the world. I mean, there, London, mm-hmm. for example, St. Mary's Hospital in the middle of London, where I worked in Queen Charlotte's Hospital. Certainly you had the, you had the tube and you had a very good public transport, but it, it was in a similar sort of situation.
0: So bottom line, walk away from St. Vincent's.
1: Yeah, because in its current in its current uh, status, it's, it is certainly not fit for purpose. It would be a scandal for the government to commit to a billion with the current governance and without seeing sight of the what you can call the Vatican papers. It, I mean, they're walking blindly into it. And for them to wash their hands of it and say, oh, that's not a matter for us, that's a matter for the Vatican. I mean, this is a billion pounds of our money going to be sunk into a hospital. And then when it's up and running, and then the problems arise... And of course, the lads have moved on, uh, but the state and the and the taxpayer are left with the with the mess. Peter and Boylan, the women.
0: former master of the National Paternity Hospital, permanent governor of that hospital. Peter Boylan, uh, thank you very much. For-
1: the Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance, weekdays at nine a.m. on News Talk. For
0: joining us.